Welcome to the Real Life, Real Conversations podcast, a podcast where we invite you into real conversations to help you in your real life. Each episode is designed to share truth that will create healthy foundations for life and living. Now, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Real Conversations podcast. I am Jordan Danford, your host, and I'm so glad that you chose to be here today. Um, So as you can probably tell from the title, I'm not sure what the title is at this very moment, but I'm sure that it will allude to something along these lines. Um, (laughs) Today, I'm going to be addressing the idea of God working even when we don't see it. So I don't know about you, but I've been through a lot of different seasons of life where because I know that God's character is good and because I know that he cannot deny himself, that he must be at work. Um, But I know it can also be hard to see that sometimes. So sometimes there are seasons of life where you've been praying for something for years and years and you see absolutely no movement of God or maybe you've been praying for it more recently or just something that you've hoped and dreamed for has been kind of crushed and it's like uh God are you still in my life at all like honestly it can make you even question whether he's there at all and so I wrote something about this kind of just in my notes during the summer of 2021 and this was actually when I was working at summer camp but I had been praying about a lot of different things and I just I felt like the Lord was not coming through with all of the things that I wanted to see especially the ones that I felt mattered more deeply so during this season of life I was reading through the book of Esther and In the story of Esther, it's so crazy because God's name is never directly mentioned. So, at first glance, the idea that God wasn't directly pointed to you kind of seems sacrilegious, like a mistake on the part of the author. But when you think about it and read through the actual story of Esther and how it doesn't mention God directly... It seems like a more accurate reflection of what our lives look like here and now. I mean, if you really think about it, that's kind of how it is for us in a lot of ways. So, for the most part, our encounters with the Lord don't often look like Moses conversing with a burning bush or Noah seeing a rainbow in the sky as a promise of God never flooding the earth again, but Normally, interaction with the Lord looks like us reading the Word every day and trying to lean into the Holy Spirit as we walk through our day, which is definitely not easy and isn't as glaringly obvious as something that you can physically see. But Esther's story seems to be marked by a similar type of obedience. While Esther's story never recounts some big moment that Esther has with God, 
where, you know, an angel meets with her or she sees Jesus on a highway. Her story is marked by God's presence. And the amazing thing about Esther's story is that she doesn't have enough power or strength on her own to even create her story. So God is moving in her life without her having to strive or force her way into the story. She's not having to like use a big old sharpie marker and write her way in, but God writes her into the story in such a perfect and beautiful and timely way rather than her having full control. So she doesn't show up to King Xerxes' party in chapter one and take things into her own hands. Rather, she lives with her cousin Mordecai and she walks through the doors that the Lord opens. Something I've noticed since learning about Esther and digging deeper into her story is that when it comes to the Lord working in the ways that I wish he would, I often find myself in positions of striving. I'll try to do things to impress the people that I feel like are able to get me where I want to be. So sometimes I will shift my language around adults who are very biblically knowledgeable in the hopes that one day they will think that I'm smart enough or wise enough or good enough to be a part of their event or their ministry or whatever it is. I'll even catch myself working harder in front of people because I want them to think that I'm a harder worker and if I work hard with my hands, then that will prove to them that I'm valuable enough to get to know on a personal level. Honestly, I'm sure that one way or another, pretty much anyone could relate to the desire to strive and to make things move at a microwavable speed. But the crazy and beautiful thing about the Lord, and honestly very frustrating thing about the Lord, is that he is not a microwave God. Those aren't really his ways. Now, does that mean that he can't do it? Of course he could. Of course he has the power to. But those aren't his ways. His ways are far greater than ours. Since the ways of God are kind of slower, they're honestly more along the lines of agriculture. So I've heard a quote before, I'm not sure who by, but I've heard many, many times that God is an agricultural God. And for a while I was like, um, what does that even mean? Like he grows plants? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I've started to learn what it means for God to be an agricultural God. So one spring of my childhood, my mom decided that the two of us were going to grow a garden in the backyard of our yellow plastic vinyl home. <laughs> it was very fun. Uh, that was before I started hating yard work. <laughs> but as we laid the stepping stones out and we like created this whole pathway for our garden, we had to dig up all of the weeds from the ground in order to make room for all the seeds of our future harvest. So we would plant things like squash, tomatoes, all, all kinds of stuff that I, as a child, did not enjoy. Like, um, especially butternut squash. I hated that junk, but now I like it. Super weird. Thank the Lord for taste buds changing. Um, but after hours and hours of pulling up those weeds, we would plant the seeds. And after that, 
we would have to wait even longer in order to actually get the fruits and vegetables. It was such a long and daunting and honestly just a really frustrating process in order to just reap, you know, a few strawberries, the ones that the squirrels and the birds didn't end up eating. And that's kind of how the Lord works. So even when it feels like nothing is happening in your life, that does not mean that the Lord is not at work. And I'm saying this to remind myself of it too, because I forget daily unless I spend time in his word and I allow the Holy Spirit to remind me. So that's kind of what it looks like for God to be an agricultural God. It doesn't mean necessarily that (laughs) he's going to grow some plants here and there, but God being an agricultural God looks like him being slow and taking his time. And I have realized time and time again that his timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. And I know that it's probably hard. If you're in a season where you're kind of in a valley or you're just having some really big struggles, it can be hard to see that the Lord is working. Genuinely, I know um, because at the time of me recording this, I am going through one of those seasons of life right now. But I just want to encourage each and every one of you that just because you don't see the Lord at work, that does not mean that he is stagnant. He is never stagnant. He is never not moving. He is never not working. So whether you feel like the Lord isn't working because you've had to drastically change a plan around, you've had to move somewhere that you weren't expecting or have an unexpected job, whether you had a giant major change and it seems to really not be going well, whether you're praying for something and you just feel like the Lord does not hear you and your prayers are bouncing off of the ceiling, let me remind you that the Lord is good and that he is still at work in you even when you don't see him. Before ending, I just want to leave you with a very simple, simple verse from Psalm 34, and it's verse 8. And it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. What this verse is encouraging you to do is it is encouraging you to judge and see for yourself that God is good. One thing that I do practically that really helps me with this is writing down a few things that I'm grateful for. I know this sounds like such a simple and almost juvenile thing to do, but I would strongly, strongly encourage you to just write down some things that you're genuinely thankful for day by day and just watch the Lord start to work in your life in the really, really small ways. Sometimes I can get distracted by these huge prayers that I'm praying that the Lord is not answering, that I miss out on his daily faithfulness to me. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys with the taste and see that the Lord is good verse. And I challenge you to wrestle with it and to spend time with the Lord in just gratitude for what he has already done in your life 
in the small things that he is doing right now. I hope this podcast was encouraging to you today, no matter what season of life you are currently walking through. I hope y'all have a great rest of your day, and yeah, I'll see y'all in the next episode.